0: In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no
1: escape. Comic exposure begins. In
0: Three, two, one.
1: And welcome to the Comic Exposure podcast. My name is Josh Buckley. And with me is my podcast partner in crime... Travis Ratz. All right. And on uh, Comic Exposure Podcast, we usually uh, get together with some w- with someone and we talk to them about a trade or a graphic novel. Uh, every other week we do our trade podcast. That's what this is. But this is a very special edition. It's every like,
0: time you say very special edition, I think it's like when they used to say on oh, like a very a special episode of Blossom. Yeah. And I feel like someone's going to get their period. <laughs> in their
1: or something like it that. might <laughs> happen. It might happen. Or... Someone's gonna get in trouble. Why are you barking, Chloe? I don't appreciate that. My dog's barking. She just wants some love. Oh, I thought it was our guest. <laughs> it was not so our guest. Bad, do you want to? Uh, so our guest today is Scott. Uh, how do you say your last name, Scott? Godleski. Godleski. I was closer. You were closer. You were closer. I got it. Boy, saying, I, saying saying I said Luski. I said Luski. Good. I said Godleski. Good, good like, it's God. It's gotta be God, man. It's heavy. Be- so, what is it again? Oh, Godleski. Godleski. So, did you have
2: the W also? I don't think Everybody I w. pronounces the W. But- yeah, I yeah. pronounce
1: the W, but that's Polish. God-lesky. Yeah, you went God, you went. What was yours? I went good. Good? Good You good- good- threw
0: an extra O good-lesky. in there at the beginning.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. Godleski. Right, well, oh. So, our guest. <laughs> our guest is Scott Godleski. Yes. Uh, Godleski. Who is the artist of Copperhead out on Image Comics. So our very special guest today. So instead of doing a comic exposure where we bring someone on who doesn't read comics normally, or someone who doesn't read the genre we're reading or whatever it is, we've got an artist on today to talk to us about... The trade we read. Yeah, man. the trade we read, yeah. which is which is pretty rad. So Travis and I sat down and read Copperhead. Uh, I think I sat down and I, I tore through mine pretty quick. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to talk about this today. Travis, you?
0: Oh, I'm 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 pumped. Like pumped. I like I feel there's a certain energy in the air. Like like we're in our best behavior. Is it? Because, it's like, like culpable. Yeah. Normally, it's someone who's like, "Yeah, I don't read comics. Like, you don't read comic books." <laughs> All right. Well, let's school you on this right now. And now we may be schooled. Yeah, you might schooled. be schooled. Um, so we yeah, always let's get start on the bus. off. Yeah. <laughs> we always start off, Scott. We always um, whether they're uh, comic novices or veterans. Or people in the industry now, we always say, uh, what was your first exposure to comics? We always uh, like to start off with like this. Uh,
2: the first time I remember myself being in a shop was seeing after, uh, or after seeing the 89 uh, Batman picked up the, I think it was Denny O'Neill and Jerry Ordway did the adaptation. And that's the first comic I remember. Oh, the adaptation of Batman. Ba- the 89. adaptation of 89, yeah. All right. Um,
0: and that was in a shop? It wasn't off like a spinner rack? Or... No,
2: that was some shop over in Phoenix. I've, it's long gone. I forget the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was the first time I was ever in a shop. Uh, it was probably my first book. Um, I remember X Men 16 had a sweet ass Andy Kubert cable on the cover. I must have drawn the shit out of that like, a <laughs> yeah. hundred times. Right. So, so that's where I learned to draw X Men 16, the cover of X Men 16.
1: All those pouches and yeah. cable. That was awesome. Dude, the
0: Cubert uh, X Men card series from like the '90s was awesome. Oh yeah, Like they had yeah, all the, the art on that. Which I would just put them in the the fleer um, plastic things and just flip through them, man. I'd read the back of the cards. That's how I got like my. That's comic how you knew everything mail, about them. So I'm it. like, uh, Cable is six five. He comes from the future, and you know, like you know, <laughs> you Absolutely. knew everything. Yeah. You stare at it, yeah. man. Yeah. And they had, like, the, the foil ones, and that's the yeah. ones you'd, like, hold on to. they are like, oh, let me get that foil. I'm like, I don't think so, son. You can't touch it. You're like, going to leave a foil. fingerprint. Yeah. I mean,
1: you got you to gotta touch the edges if yeah. you're going to touch the foil one. <laughs> but just before that, Jim Lee did the whole set.
2: The, oh, he like did. First yeah, 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 yeah. 92,
1: right, 93, Right, When he was hot. That man.
2: was, oh, man. That got
0: me. I heard those guys got paid Bugo bucks from that, because that was during the, um, the, uh the heights of the card industry, right? Where everything had cards. Like, I remember the Batman, 89 Batman had a, a whole card series that you could get with
1: it. Oh, yeah. Ghost Rider had a fucking everyone, series. Everyone it, had they cards, were just
2: man. It wasn't even original art. It was just panels from the book. Yeah, panels from the book. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, when I remember, um, I my dad and I started off with like, that was like my first, like, let's bond, was cards. And so it was like baseball card, cards or football cards. And then it was whatever sort of like, well, this seems like it's this is popular right now. So I had a, those X Men cards. I had X Men cards, and then uh, Desert Storm trading cards. Because remember Desert oh, Storm you remember ones? Desert Storm trading I had cards. some Desert yes. Storm trading cards, and it seemed like My everyone dad had to really stretch
0: to find some bonding time. You're like, I don't know about this kid. I don't know this kid, man. Like I tried baseball, nothing, nothing. I'm down the I'm down the comic book trading, trading cards, trading Desert time. Storm trading Desert cards, Desert
1: Storm. Those Desert Storm ones, there, dude. Storm and Norman Schwartzkopf card. I imagine that's worth some money now. <laughs> I don't have it but I I can only I can only imagine it's worth some cash. No, everyone has like five or six. They're he was he right.
0: was in every pack. He was,
1: <laughs> he was not rare. He was not a rare card.
0: So, so you stop by a, a a comic books uh you go into a comic book shop. Um is your do you have an interest in drawing? Are you drawing at that point? I'm already drawing. Yeah. You're already drawing? Yeah.
2: Um not uh, it, yeah, you're talking about the cards. Not until actually collecting the cards did I think about Maybe this was something I wanted to do. I got into the cards before I got into the books. You pick up the cards and you get whatever. It's like 10 or 12 cards a pack yeah. or whatever. You go to the shop and you can buy a comic for the same price. Right. But it, you get like 100 cards. Yeah, pages and pages <laughs> yeah.
0: of, of art. yeah. So, yeah,
2: I wanted to draw 100 cards.
0: Now, <laughs> when you when you were um, starting out, was it, were, you, were you drawing... Um, uh superhero stuff or were you like in school were you were you was it like landscapes (laughs) and like four-year-old i know how four-year-olds love landscapes yeah I,
2: I, i don't remember what i used to draw before superheroes you you find that stuff and then that's all it is i think that's the same with any kid um the earliest thing i remember drawing my very first comic i must have been like five or something i remember bringing my mom a picture of like a kid that had been playing with a train. I thought, oh, that's nice. And then I go away, and I come back. I drew a second picture of the train. It was broken now, and the kid was sad. So that was my first comic. I told there the you story right there, there you in two pictures. Right. I was really upset that he broke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I feel like if you're a kid, and so you had a, obviously a pension for drawing. Like when you when you were a kid, and you were drawing. People said, "Oh, this is this is good. Like sure. keep practicing." Yeah. I feel like that is money when you're a kid. Oh my yeah. Where I. Because I remember the kids who could draw in my class; those were like the rock stars, man. Because the the athletes hadn't really blossomed that point. And, they hadn't gotten good yet. Yeah, and everyone was drawing. Oh, everyone sure. was drawing, but only a few were.
2: You live on that shit until high school, but yeah.
0: then. Oh yeah. God, <laughs> so when did when did it stop being that? Uh, when did people start being like, "Oh my god, Scott's so cool; he can draw," <laughs> 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 and be like, "Look at Scott drawing," <laughs>
2: you know? I don't remember any positive or negative attention
1: from it, um, except always being asked to draw for school projects. Did you always yeah, get that? Yeah, that was a bummer, Like we got to got to do a poster. Can you draw? Can you draw Hitler on yeah, this for yeah. me? And do know. a World War Two project?
2: We got this lame mural we want to do. Can you come before and after school every day for three weeks? And <laughs> it's the equivalent. The wall. It's the equivalent
0: to being your friend who has the truck and has to help everyone move during poster time yeah. for the draw. That's like, a good
1: yeah you're like, "Oh, I got to do all this, this dare campaign." <laughs> There's Wolverine saying "No to drugs." <laughs> so, so Scott, um, what is what's your what was your first gig as a comic artist? Uh,
2: well, my first pain gig was I did I did it's like a an 11-pager. It was a really short story for something called Amara Entertainment. Um, I don't know if those guys are still around, but that was the first time I got paid for sequential work. That was oh nine maybe so it's only been about six years.
0: okay, what were you doing before that?
2: Just fucking around.
0: <laughs> One of the questions that I was really curious about and from anyone who's in the the creative arts there i i I find that talking to people there there comes a point where there you have to take that that risk where it's like I am all in or I'm all out. Um, did you ha do you find you had that moment where you're like, This is my shot, I'm gonna go I'm gonna try this for two years just focusing on this, or uh was there ever like a backup plan, that kind of epiphany moment where it's like if I'm gonna make it like this, it starts now.
2: Boy, a backup plan's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you you get to that point. I remember it must have been Probably August of last year was the last time I thought it's sort of a do or die thing. I actually, in August, I was ready to hang it up. I was going to just walk away. I'd been drawing for Boom, and then we started the image project. So for about five years, I'd been working the full-time job and then drawing at night. So you do four, five, six hours in the evening after the kids go to bed and I And after I, the job too? I was just I was just done with it. And then um but then the book hit in September of last year and we got good numbers and we uh a shop in Baltimore flew my wife and I out for a signing. I got taken to the other side of the country because of a fucking comic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then I knew it was time to
0: Did you even did you even were you even aware of what was happening to kind of celebrate it as a victory? Or was it happening so fast that it was like, I I think I'm making a career in comics right now?
2: Uh, it certainly didn't happen so fast. Um, not until... It, this, it, it It's going to go away and dry up at some point. But right. not until I, we started seeing some money from Image on that first book that I think... Maybe this could be something I could do. Um, it's probably not more lucrative than my day job was, but fuck if it isn't better.
1: I was gonna say, it's got to be right. a little more. It's got to be a little more fun. I would imagine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. My before I had left before I started doing this full time, which I've only been doing for three months. I started at the beginning of this year. Um, my stress level was like a ten all the time. My happiness was just a one. And as soon as I walked out of the day job, they just flipped. And I, I've never been happier than I am. Right what were you now, doing so. for
0: a day J-job, if I don't if you mind you yes, asking? Right.
2: Uh, I was working a shipping and receiving job for a call center. Yeah,
0: Right, yeah. right. That's, I mean, that's, oh man, to be able to leave that and be like, <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. still.
2: Yeah, I didn't think anything of it. I mean, it didn't suck. It just wasn't <coughs> anything. It wasn't it was what I wanted to do, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it did offer me like two to three hours a day to draw, so without having that job, I wouldn't be doing this job. Right? right.
0: Yeah. Right. So any, any spare time you got, you were, oh yeah. Pencil of paper.
1: So was it after the first issue of Copperhead that you, um, you thought that, that the numbers were good or did it take a couple issues in? Cause I saw, I read a, there's like a Brian K. Vaughn quote that he says, this is like his favorite new book. And that's gotta, that's gotta feel good. Right. Oh man. <laughs>
2: I'm doing, I have a career right now because of Brian K. on. Yeah, I think so. He, um, I think we opened to like 25,000 on issue one. We sold out of that. We went back to print. And uh, the the book's good. I think the book's good. Um, but I think that quote went a long way to getting it into cool. people's hands. Mr. Saga. Oh, he's great. You know, uh, like that series is so. Man?
1: Well, on, I know, but right, love it. But right now, Saga, saga is, is so yeah. hot that Mr. Saga says it's good. Saga's so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot. It's so hot.
0: So so, what's it been like working for Image? I mean, Image, we like. It's hard to not pick a trade that isn't Image right now for this podcast because they're just knocking it out of the park by giving creators the ability to roam. Like, how you're you're in like a, a Image Renaissance. You're in the middle of an Image Renaissance. So how's how's that feel from the inside? Is do you get a sense that the other creators in the company are feeling this as well? Oh yeah,
2: I I certainly feel like one of the cool kids. Yeah, I'm <laughs> finally sitting at that table at lunch now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the place to be. It's, I'm an idiot when it comes to the business stuff, but I imagine that this is the future. I mean, you look at the numbers every month and just incremental um, growth in market share and dollars and units. Mm. Image just keeps climbing the ladder. So, yes, you know, everybody's going. Everybody's doing a Batman book or X-Men, but all these guys are also doing two or three image books at a time I mean, right. i'm talking about the writers Snyder, right. writer, yeah yeah, yeah. You know,
1: hickman i think hickman has like 45 books doesn't he i swear that hickman <sighs> writes like a thousand things at once <laughs> um so i i'm one of the i miss the first issue because i'm usually a guy who grabs a first issue uh image when i see one i'm like oh that looks kind of like a cool thing let me flip through and i'll grab it and i miss That's an the, expensive habit grab it, it first it, issues well <laughs> i flip through it's usually yeah, a okay. flip through and i'm like oh i dig that i'm gonna I, you know i dig the art and We've talked about this every time we talk about a book. I always say 80 to 90% of why I grab a book is because of what it looks like on the inside. Because for comic books, I don't. you can't flip through and get story quick. I can flip through and go, yep, I'm on board with that. So, so I grab most of the stuff for, for art. And so when I had missed the first issue of this, I was bummed. But then I was like, I know that they're going to drop a trade and it's going to be fabulous. And I'm going to tell you what. The way that Image is putting out the trades, how they've got like right after five issues come out, the next month—it's the next month. Was the same month that issue five came. We had out. a break
2: month, so okay. we had, this was
1: two months after okay. five. So but still, yeah, and so like the series is done. You pick this up, and then issue six is—is is it this this Tomorrow. week? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So for us, it'll be this week because this will probably air on Saturday. So for us, it'd be this week. So uh, Wednesday it came out. It was awesome. Week. Was it great. was right. That's yeah. what I, I know. It's it is now on my pull list after after reading the uh, after reading the trade. It made my it made my pull list. So I know that probably doesn't it like for you. You're like, yeah, that's Did nice. you hear that, Scott? <laughs> you made his pull list. And he's not ta- he's, he's not talking about his
0: comics. He's talking about his jerking off habits. And you are now in this Bank. bank So uh, congratulations. Yay, 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 yay. That's that's impressive.
1: That's impressive stuff. So after reading this trade, um, I it, it made my pull list. I was really excited to get through it uh, and, and and read it, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk the book. Let's 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 talk. You ready? Yeah, you ready to talk. talk the book? Yeah. Let's talk the book. Do you want to start? You got something you want to start with? Uh, are we gonna?
0: Are we gonna? <laughs> oop. Yeah, there we go. Uh, are we? Uh, we're gonna. I think we're gonna forego the 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 summary.
1: You want to do this, or you want to make? Let's. We always Scott. We always do like a two minute summary. We have we have uh, usually one of us does a two minute summary. But since you're here, do you want to do a two minute summary of? Uh, of, and it may not even take you two minutes. Yeah, I don't know if I could go two. It's next. your it's your book, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put the timer on for you. So you even if you don't, you can tell us about. Yeah,
0: and we people know we're spoilers galore. because we're yeah. talking about specific things that happen. And if you haven't really like. you
1: haven't picked this up yet, pause it. Go buy the trade, read it, come back and listen. Well, listen to it anyways. But yeah, yeah. All right, so two minutes, sir. Tell us about the book.
2: All right, so it opens with. Um... This brand new sheriff, Claire Bronson, coming to a town called Copperhead on a planet called Jasper. So she gets in. Uh, there's a dude on the train trying to pick her up. She's not having any of that shit. And uh, she beats his ass. And a good Samaritan. So, you know. She's hard as nails, apparently. Um, get off the train. She gets picked up by her new deputy. Uh, I'm not even. How How do I'm not gonna you, troll nickname. That. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, he's an alien dude. He's a giant, furry, orange alien dude. Uh, he picks her up, and her son uh, takes her back to uh, the uh, sheriff's office. She gets to look around at her new digs. I- am I doing like a literal? Like no, you can, no, can, it, you, yeah. can you can do like a really
1: a quick. Bit. You do a quick. What's the story about? Right. the yeah. place on
0: this planet? Came Jasper. The yeah. sheriff named Clara. <laughs> She's brought in the cleanup. This, uh, t- even, I wouldn't even say she's no, trying I mean, to clean, clean up, up. No. She's no. being to replace a sheriff yeah. Yeah. And we get a sense from Clara That she is She was um, She's escaping from something yeah, right? you fact, think so. That's what, yeah, that's what think, I think yeah, That's, what, that's sense what I of thought. It. And she's coming onto this planet named Jasper That's kind of rife with uh, Almost like racial and civil strife I mean you have several different species living on this planet And so It is You have that kind of southern feel to it Even with these characters um uh and as the novel progresses this the first trade takes place around this one crime, right? The murder of this family the sewells i'm, I'm Am I pronouncing that correct? I believe so um <laughs> I decided just, just yeah <laughs> the, the Sewells so that's on her first day on the job, she has to go and she has to deal with this family. there's a murder in this family, so a lot of the trade is spent investigating this. her and her deputy are investigating it. Meanwhile, her son Zeke is on his own adventure. Uh, with the neighbor girl, who I forget the name of now, they go, go out looking for a lost dog. And their storyline brings in two different species the arts, the artificial uh, humans, uh, by and the, Ishmael. Ishmael is the, the, the flag bearer of, of that kind of species that we've come across so far. And um, then the natives. The natives. Yeah. The natives. Um, so these storylines are converged by the end of the trade. Zeke's adventures with uh, Ishmael and um, Clara's uh, investigation. They all come together. They they come to a head, and it's a great way to give expositions. We meet a doctor in there. Uh, We meet the the kind of boss boss hog of the town, (laughs) if you will. Um, And then at the end, there's uh, a reveal that um, it's it's left question mark uh, there at the end. But obviously, we have someone from Clara's past, or someone who knows Clara, um, bringing in into this as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's how we summarize. At least by my uh, hopeful time, like it's something like he's here. He's like that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong.
1: <laughs> so, um, let me. I, while I read this, and when I read it, I thought we was telling Travis this before the show. We broke the rule, the first rule of of comic exposure. We talked about it before. We were on here. We don't really know how to do that, but we thought this is a very special episode. So we can do very special mm. things. Uh, I, I told Travis that when I read this, it reminded me of like uh, like that two hour pilot episode of a like these five issues seemed like that two hour pilot of a new series where you're we're laying the groundwork for everything to come and getting to meet everybody. Is that kind of what you guys were going for with these five? I, I don't
2: think that's what we were shooting for. I I get the same feeling though, and I've heard echoed in other places um i mean jay's he's a television writer he yeah he wrote for um ringer on the cw and Starcross, and he's doing zoo this summer on cbs so yeah i mean that's it, i'm sure he didn't intend it that way either but
1: because like that's just it, it's of... just how it goes with him. <laughs> right so yeah so- totally um,
0: you've got that's, a- that's, I think that's a lot of just like exposition, man. You have to get the exposition yeah. out. That's why pilots are like the way they are, yeah. you know? And I think by starting the book in media res in the middle of the action with her getting in that fight in the train, so much is, is done there. And, um, uh, when we start talking more about the art, I mean, there are specific panels that you do, which crunches a lot of exposition into like four panels just visually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking
1: specifically about, about Boo, the character Boo and, uh, his past,
0: Um, but go ahead, Josh.
1: So there's a ton of different characters there. And one of the awesome things I thought about the trade is in the back, uh, you have like these emails back and forth between you and Jay talking about, uh, kind of the plotting of the book. You're trying, you're figuring it out what you're going to do with it. And it goes back to, you know, July of 2012. And you guys, is this just emails back and forth between you guys?
2: Yeah. That, and we must've exchanged. 100, 150 yeah. emails over, I don't know how long.
1: And so it seems like you guys are, this is really all of your discussion on the world building. It's a really kind of cool thing that you guys are doing. Is that is how long did that process take for you guys to build? And I know you're still building it right now, but it's like, how much of that before pen hit paper, how much of that was built? Boy,
2: we must have we talked about it for, I don't even remember now, like four months. or just... Half a dozen emails a day back and forth. Just, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did this and this and this and this. And it's totally different now than what it started out as. But uh, yeah, that that was an exciting process. That was that might have been the most fun I've had in comics. Was just building this thing from the ground up, and that he would let me have as much input as I did. Yeah, I was
0: noticing that. Insane. Like if I was re- like one of the first emails. There, like, he, he sets the scene. And he goes, then we're introduced to a doctor. And it could be an alien or a human. You decide. I don't care what. And I was like, that's awesome, man. Like yeah. Some writers are so protective about their stuff. Like I know, um, based on listening to some Scott Snyder interviews, he's very meticulous about everything is like, it's like a 60-page script for a comic book, right? Um, but I, I know that must, I don't know you might've worked with people like that in the past where it's, it's like very detailed. And what do you like? You, it sounds like you like the, the, the room to roam and bring in your own creativity. Um,
2: yeah, I've done full script stuff. All my boom stuff was done on full script and those were nice. They were nice scripts. They were written for me. I like it when they put in like, you know, this is when we see this badass shot and you can make it look however you want. But, um, that's what we, we actually did full script for the first issue. The first issue was, fully scripted it was laid out he broke it down by panel by page
1: yeah in here uh like one of the other cool things about it is there's like literally a plot from uh jay yeah is this all you get now or is there more to it than that no this is how we work now so starting with
2: issue two i think he was getting crunched on starcrossed mm-hmm. at the time he's just like i don't have time to script it out can can you just work from this and, okay so we did it and
1: it seems yeah, kind of cool, he's so. just doing it by page, so literally he's saying, like, he's giving you, like, direction on there. So one of them says, like, cut back to an exterior shot of the Sewell House, where all the dead Sewells are laying outside, and the body bags, and so he's giving you a lot of, like, room to run with how you want to set all that up, and that seems like a, like, um, having looked at other trades, and we see some of the other scripts like that, where the scripts are so verbatim, this seems like a really nice way for the two to work, and really, um, more than, more than just the artists on this, you're one of, like, the creators yeah. of this, you know? And that's kind of a really cool sort of thing that you're being a part of, you know? Yeah,
2: I I mean, yeah, I feel like I am, you know, 50% of the creative team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, that's bullshit because, I mean, Ron and Thomas bring so much to it. But as far as direction of the story and what's happening, yeah. I, I feel like I have as much input as Jay and... I'm just crazy grateful that he would let me contribute as much as I do. And
0: it's going to make going through <laughs> picking up the stand just even more exciting. Like, this is my baby, too, man. This is, I've see oh, how people
1: react to it. And, yeah, I feel
2: a great deal of ownership yeah, on the book. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: totally. So um, there are, um, I had a question about um, the way this is set up, the way you've got everything going in this book, um, there's, a ton of characters in here. We kind of get to know all of them in the book. Um, how much of the character design uh, was in those back and forth, or was not a lot of it? Of Jay just going, "You, you figure out how you want to how you want to make these guys look."
2: Yeah, all all the character design was me. I mean, we did a little preliminary stuff on the main people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've got some character sheets. somewhere. Yeah. There's, there's things. one in
1: here of, uh, Sheriff Bronson. I know there's like a little blur. Yeah. Like a little blurb yeah of like and I an think there's one. some boo sketches yeah. in the
2: back of that thing. He looked a lot different. Um, but, uh, no, most of the designing for everything is done on the page and it drives me crazy. I'm awful when it comes to that. If if I managed my time better, I'd be able to sit down and properly do all of this <laughs> shit, but it turns out that you know the the police cruiser was done on the page. I didn't do. <laughs> any you're like, all right, I got I got to make I, up a I, police yeah, cruiser. Yeah, I, I, it was just right there. It was on page six. The police car. It's like, fuck. Well, <laughs> I better I gotta get this page done right now. So I gotta draw it right
1: now. <laughs> yeah, that's so. There, called. there it is, right
0: there. Um, Trash, you got something? Yeah, when you're when you're talking about. Here we have, you know, it, it's it's a very much kind of a western plot. I mean, it's it's a mix of different genres, and the the western and sci fi um, is always really neat to play with. And but at the same time, because we've seen west and sci fi meet in certain elements before, when you're when you're creating this world, are there certain things that you want to make sure you don't do because they've seen them before, or like how do you decide? I want this landscape to look west, but I want this part to be. Um, uh alien like how do you find i think there's a great balance of it it feels like the like the frontier but the frontier of an alien planet which gives me enough familiarity as someone who loves westerns to go into it being like all oh, right but enough foreignness where i feel like anything is still possible
2: I, I must be more talented than i am smart because i don't sit down and think about <laughs> right stuff at all. yeah you know, it, it it just comes out um it, yeah i think that's <laughs> I, i've been lucky enough so far i think to get most of it
1: right at least uh, that's the feedback i'm getting um i really liked it that like the opening scene like the opening the first panel is a train so you automatically get that kind of western feel on it but then you've got like the alien lizard thing in the foreground so if you just open this up the trade and you don't know anything about it you look at there and you're like oh that's not earth right you you know right away you can see there's the two moons there but then there's like this familiar like Travis was talking about that familiar western motif of that train out in the open uh, so how much time did you like sit in old west Tucson figuring out how to <laughs> look at the scenery <laughs> uh, I think I
2: watched Unforgiven about 12 times before I started in on anything
1: I think that leads, that leads to another good question what kind of uh, where are you drawing some of your influences from from this what what would you say you're drawing on for this stuff man um so like a character like boo where uh-huh. where does that come from
2: that, that that just comes from what i find fun to draw that's all I, I, everybody asked me what the inspiration for boo is is he a dog he's i think capybara was yeah i was gonna say he has like most a most like common a, guess the yeah. wombat or something yeah <laughs> something like that some sort of rodent um but he's got gorilla feet so <laughs> I, yeah just stuff i find fun to draw
1: I remember yeah. seeing something on on it was on Twitter where you uh, had to draw a horse, oh, but you couldn't draw a horse, so you drew like an alien horse. Is that what is. horses are terrible? Yeah, they're so they're like a ridiculous yeah. thing to have to draw.
2: My next project is going to be a horse that drives a taxi or something. <laughs> they drive cars too. I'm just going to fucking quit. That'll
0: be it. So, uh, when we're, we're coming, to, so um, well, can I talk about Boo for a second? Yeah, I, yeah. that's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I'm sure you get that a lot because I mean there is that sense to him. What I really like about it, and I'm gonna, re- I, I'm a like you're the art guy. I, I I love story, right? And I'm gonna read way too much into a story. Like I see, like even with the name Boo and the Sewells, like it, it's the Yules, in like To Kill a Mockingbird. I mean, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but I also like <laughs> you're this nerdy English this teacher But idea showing. of I really like Boo because I think he and I don't know when when you started scripting this if we had, right now we have all this political strife in the South because there are police officers. Who aren't part of a community? Who are who are you know patrolling those communities and the people, the citizens of that community, the natives of that community? They're they're it's restless and it's causing strife in it. And here, I love this character because he's overlooked for the promotion, right? Uh, Clara comes in; she's the outsider. she's and she has to patrol, like basically, you know, a whole. His citizens, like people, like that they, they defeated in the war, and so there is this kind of animosity there. And I really love the, the the subtext of all these races, and they're really they're really kind of pitting them against each other. And this long-standing, we see like, I mean, the crazy natives, like the the that live in in the wild. You know, uh, what are their connections with things? And I really like the the subtext of the civil strife, and I think it's good. that's why. Uh, one of the reasons I want to see how how this picks up, and again, it's it's probably me reading too much into it. And the next one, they're like all oh, holding hands, and I'm like, dang it! <laughs> but um, yeah, I, so I think Boo is kind of like a linchpin character for that. Like he's a corner, he he connects a lot of things for me to this book, and I I think that. Um, I don't know who you, how you beginning feedback is is I'm guessing Boo has been one of the p- more popular characters. Yeah, everybody loves Boo. Right.
2: Er, yeah, everybody loves Boo. Um I think him being hairy has a lot to do with it. Right. Yeah. Right. People love hairy yeah, stuff. If I he mean, wasn't a teddy bear then right. if he was some fucking lizard guy then <laughs> everybody yeah. just hate him. Yeah. Everybody
0: loves Boo. That's a good that's a good t-shirt.
1: That's A. That's a good one.
0: Yeah.
1: Image. Make it happen. Yeah, make
0: it happen. <laughs> Come on. Um I re- you know what it, I
1: I like Boo cuz Boo is kind of like that. He has this There are times where he has like comedy relief in there Mm -hmm. where he's like the kind of like the he's pointing out the obvious sometimes. And that and that to me is kind of like a real fun way for him to, you know, be we are essentially because we don't know anything that's going on. We're like Sheriff Bronson when we read this because we don't know everything. And he kind of gets to be the like, look, idiot. This is how it works, right. kind of character right, right. as we as we go through it. Yeah, he's Han Solo. One yeah,
0: <laughs> this and one of the scenes I was talking about, we do such a great job of just visually giving exposition that gives you enough, gives you a lot of insight and depth to his character. Is when Boo is, um, he's got the panels of him him running, and it's flashback to the war they fought, and he it's it's that you know post traumatic stress disorder happening. It's recalling it back, and oh, it's it's so great because that that right there gives this character so much depth. Um, and you're like, okay, this 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 guy's haunted, and that's all done visually. That's all done visually, yeah. and you get a lot. I mean, you could spend four pages of him, you know, uh, Explaining monologuing it to someone, about, yeah. you know, so my friends' head crushed in
1: front of me. But you do it in a few panels here, and it's 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 brilliant. Oh, thanks. So how is the, how is a, a pa- how are two pages like this given to you to draw?
2: I was just trying to remember if that was. In the plot or not, the uh, the flashback to sort of the same scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember, so I'm going to say no. Since I'm the guest, I'm right. going to take credit for <laughs> that one.
1: So you're like, I'm just saying, I'm going to say that I, uh, you came up with it all.
0: Well, it, it, it it's a reflection of the medium of comic books. I yeah. mean, that's something that you can only do in comic books, man. And that's what's great about it. And, and as me being non-artistic, I... I don't think about storytelling as much as creating a story th- visually. So when I see it done, I'm like, oh, my God, that's great. That's that's I, I don't know how anyone does that. Um, so I think that's why, you know, like we talk about comic exposure, getting people exposed to comics. Um, I think a lot of people that we've had on the show who haven't read comics before, one of the things they say is, I didn't realize how vital the art is to the story and the level um, that it brings to it, you know um we think we would just finished reading that huge daredevil like yeah, we weren't supposed to say food. daredevil anymore on yeah, the show. i know <laughs> but and and you know in that era they would just strewn these panels with word balloons you know everything was just yeah. talked out yeah. but now like you know for the last 20 25 years we're trusting artists to tell the story and we don't need to squeeze in everything and so i think it's, that's really cool
1: so a character like uh, a character like um, Sheriff Bronson is she's like a, a strong female character. We're seeing that in a lot of books right now. Some of my favorite books are kind of around that. We've talked about that um, on here before, um, and I really dig I really dig her as a character. Is there is she based on is there the way that you portray her? Is she based on anybody or is it just?
2: I mean, the way that I draw her, she's not based on anybody. Um, no, I. Uh... The toughest lady I know is my wife, and she's a redhead. So Derek. that's where that comes from. <laughs> but no, no, I didn't. I didn't draw her from anywhere. Jay might have a uh, a base, the base model for, for her. But
1: yeah, no, no, not on my end. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now as I'm as I'm flipping through the pages of the book. Um, there are very few artists who draw kids well, and you do a really good oh, job thanks. of drawing uh, Zeke and uh, like the neighbor girl. And I can go. Those are children, because sometimes they're like adult faces on like kids' bodies, but they look like kids. And I'm I'm always like, when someone can draw like a kid well, I'm like, oh, that's that's drawn drawn kids is hard, because uh, the proportions are weird to get like a kid face. Um, and it's a re- I really enjoyed like uh, the kind of expressions you put on everybody's face throughout. I think. Uh, Zeke manages to, he's in so many different scenes where he kind of has to like either be scared or be serious or, you know, and you do a really good job of showing all of that emotion when you're drawing a kid. And that seems to be a really hard thing for for artists to do.
2: Yeah. Well, there's rarely a moment during the day when I don't have one crawling on me. (laughs) Good reference. Stay right there, honey.
0: Keep crying. One second. Can see those little tiny little fingers? (laughs) (laughs) You know, as we're talking about the characters, uh, I think one of the most challenging things it, where the art meets the story in this is with the Sewells, like that alien species. Um, you know, obviously, they seem to be the hillbilly version of, of this planet, very, even in the way they talk. But when I, when I see them visually, the first time I see them visually, I didn't expect, you don't expect them to talk like that. So... When you're, when you're coming up with the design of these these characters, because they seem, you know, there's not a lot of. Well, these characters need to express themselves so much because this Miss Sewell has so much hurt that I think you do really well on there at the end. But with their features, like, how, how, what was the decision of making them the, the, these green, gobbler almost characters?
2: I think that was another one I designed on the page. I mean every time I draw Mrs. Sewell, I like oh my god, I wish I could have this design back. (laughs) (laughs) I drew myself in a corner with it. So bad. Yeah.
1: I I just hate drawing it. I'm super impressed though that like with one eye, there's some scenes in there where that eye looks so watery. I'm like, oh you can really tell how sad she is or like how upset she is with just one watery like blobby monster eye
0: <laughs> that's my uh, since we're since we since you said it I'm going to go ahead and state that that's my uh, my favorite panel is 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 this one where miss uh, Sewell is she has uh, she's against the glass when she's being told you know about her um, uh, family dying and I I, I don't know I, I feel like you don't expect to get that kind of emotion out of that character visually like I was like how are you gonna sell these characters? Uh, emotionally, with this kind of visual of like a slimer esque, you know, type thing. And I totally, that was, that was a really, I, I like, it hit me. I got, it. I'm like, I'm good. Like, I feel for this character before. I'm like, let, let her out. Let her out, Clara. <laughs>
2: she, just, she just needs to see her family. How could you do this?
1: Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. What else I got? Let's see. Um... There's so many different aliens in here. Like, even just in the background. Do you guys have, like... We often kind of see, like, there's a a Bible for a book. Do you guys have, like, a... These are the kind of aliens we're dealing with? Or is it really, like you've said, you're just kind of like, oh, I need an alien for the background. Well, wow, that's another good idea. You guys are all full of good <laughs> views, all full of shit I should be doing.
2: Uh, no, no. I, I read some review somewhere about somebody saying, oh, there's only, you know, there's only, like, a handful of... Uh, of aliens, you know, you see the same species here and here and here. And that was totally unintentional, but I thought, oh, that's that's really smart, accidentally, of me to have done that. Right. <laughs> doing that. So now, yeah, in backgrounds, uh, I'll go back to older issues and I'll say, oh, well, what did I draw here? Oh, I'll stick another one of those guys here. Let's throw one of those. I yeah, think those the guys. story
0: needs a pair of. Podcasters slash de- <laughs> like cosmic DJs, you know. Cosmic like like I don't know where you
1: would get like an inspiration that might, to, have yeah. it, to draw that in there. Like no yeah, you know? the yeah, radio, radio free <laughs> copperhead. Yeah, driving through. Radio free copperhead. All right, and we're back, oh, Jasper. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So um, let's talk about let's talk about fun stuff about like uh, I just things I want to geek out and talk to uh, someone who's in the comic industry. When you tell people you write comic books. Are you when you draw you draw comic books? What do they assume about you immediately off the bat? Like, what are the questions you have to like deal with? Um,
2: uh, when am you... I going to get a real job? <laughs> <laughs> this is quite, probably a question I get most often.
1: Who um, are these people and why are you talking to them? Yeah. Why are you?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, or oh, do you draw Spider Man? right when comics are spider-man yeah
0: yeah the they assume Avengers you go home to like man. a shrine of like action figures and like comic oh, books I'm in sure. as we yeah, sit yeah. in a
1: room full of like stupid little toys as we sit in my my office full of like <laughs> is there like a shrine of nerd <laughs> is there, stuff is there a giant
0: <laughs> dinosaur by your window and a a falcon by the door
1: <laughs> yes yes there is
2: <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure they have that exact image in their head uh I mean, it's bad enough being an artist. Just any kind of artist, people think, oh, well, you know, yeah, he's poor and he's unkempt and <laughs> he's probably uneducated. But then you say you're a comic artist on top of that. And oh, God.
1: Just... Right, right. If you're, like, anybody... painting Mondrian style, they'd be like, oh, it's so intelligent. It's like anybody so else nuts. I can talk to? <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I remember my wife telling my grandma for the first time, we had gotten engaged, and she was talking to her grandma. And her grandma asked, "What I do?" And she said, "Oh, grandma, he's an artist." She thought, "Oh, wow, what does he do?" And she's like, "Yeah, he's a comic book artist." Like, oh,
1: <laughs> the funny pages.
2: Yeah, exactly. Can he <laughs> draws for the funny yeah, cartoons. Doonesbury?
1: Does he draw Dunesbury? <laughs> family Circle. <laughs> yeah. How are the
2: cartoons? I think is yeah. what my family asks.
1: How me. are the cartoons? Yeah, how are the cartoons? That's good. Man. That's good. Um, <clears throat> so you are. Um as like myself, as a like I consider myself a crappy subpar doodler extraordinary.
0: Oh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that.
1: Um when like do you do, how much has your art style changed since you start I guess since uh, the last the first published thing you said was like six, five, six years ago. Yeah. How much has your art style changed since then, do you think?
2: Um Quite a bit and not so much is the really shitty answer. I, I still, I can look back at some of that stuff and I still see a lot of the same, um, yeah, I, there's still some common elements between that old stuff and the new stuff. I still make a lot of the same mistakes, but I also, yeah, you, you see the difference over time, but it's different, but it, I hate everything I do. I, I i don't know anybody that likes anything i was gonna say most
1: most artists are usually pretty critical of themselves like really i don't know about that yeah i don't know
2: about writers but yeah i don't know any artists that gets done with something like this is fucking awesome i'm I'm putting this on my wall. well
0: for writers you can put in a drawer and even if it falls out it's not one look at it doesn't make you say oh Oh, you know when you're doing the visual medium you could see that from a on the wall. You walk in the room, someone has a poster that you drew up there, you're like, oh really? I thought we only sold like oh <laughs> god damn. It. Um,
1: I- so the art style hasn't changed a whole lot. Um well maybe a little bit here or there. How do you where do you how do you work? How do you how do you get your stuff done? What what's the what's the process for you? Um so
2: I get the plot from Jay. And when I get the plot it's broken down page just like you saw on the back of the trade there so what i usually (coughs) go and do is i'll sit down and whatever page i'm working on for the day i'll it's only a paragraph long so i'll go through and i'll figure out what needs to be happening in each panel um then that's where all the work is done i am sure a lot of guys will say the same thing all the battles fought in the thumbnail um if you don't have a good layout, I mean, there's a lot of things that are important to do. But I, I think having a single page that is functional as a story and also as a piece of art mm-hmm. is the most important thing. Um, it, a lot of that has to do with the fact that I sell my original art. So I want it to be attractive as a single piece that somebody can own and put up on their wall. Uh, but it also has to serve the story. So it's hard to get that balance. Um but that's that that's the hardest part. Um So once that's done, what I usually do is uh I just sit down at the board and
1: bang it out. I'm assuming you have like a little, you have like a little home office you're yeah. in and then yeah. Is like, do you have a door on your home office? You can lock yourself no, in. It's no, much like much like this, this one. <laughs> yes,
2: it's the loft upstairs. So okay. I've got my wife sleeping there, two kids sleeping there, and and so you're still, still you're still working at night now. You're still working at night a lot now. Actually, it's um, I've done it for five years, so it's still. Now it's starting to change, but working at night is still more comfortable than. Is working that
0: when you feel most creative? Like you feel like
1: I don't you, know that you're...
2: I most feel most creative, but it, it there's a comfort level to doing that because it's what I've known for so long. Mm-hmm.
1: And then probably like the whirlwind of three kids keeps you fairly like keeps you away from the board during the day. I'm oh sure. yeah,
2: yeah. Um, you know, from the moment they wake up to the moment they leave the house, there's no way. There's no, way <laughs> no way. No way.
0: I like the uh, battles in the thumbnail. I like that. I like yeah. that phrasing. That that's where it's at. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh I'm going to see your question. You see my question. Um so um fanboy stuff, if you could write if you could draw for uh one of the draw one of the characters in the big two, right, for a series, who would you what would what team who would you want to draw? Why? Um
2: Using a lot of blacks is easy. Um, oh, God, but I hate drawing Batman so much. I don't know. Um, geez, Daredevil, maybe? I don't read Daredevil. I, Chris Sandy's great. Mark Wade's great. I don't read anything. I'm a total hypocrite. I make comics, but I don't
1: read. That's what I was going to be one of my questions was going to be like, what, what do you read? Do you read anything? You, uh, you, us-
2: you know, it, it, well, it's changed of late. Um, actually, ever since I found out about True Believer. Now, right I I actually
1: True Believer. I
2: actually buy <laughs> books now. Um, so what did I read? I picked up Witches.
1: Uh, oh, I heard that's great. I heard that's great. Uh, yes
2: uh i picked up birthright what else descender i just got i haven't oh, def- read that f- The first
1: issue of descender is magical i have not read oh, it super good yeah um
2: i'm late on chrononauts it's probably all gone now
1: i think issue two is issue two out tomorrow no it can't be yet i'm a trade guy it might be i don't remember it,
2: it i don't know it might it's this month certainly. yeah um uh, yeah but i it those are all image books
0: Damn, I don't know. Uh, company, he's company man. Yeah. <laughs> I know where my bread is buttered.
1: The image, <laughs> I see. All, I see all like the like the guns and armor in here and so. Like part of me goes, "How about you, Punisher?" Would 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 fit maybe?
2: Oh yeah, add add gun in hand to the list of things that I hate drawing. <laughs> is, it, yeah. is it just tough? Is it just oh, getting like, just, the, like the depth the depth? Just the hands and... general. Uh, I, I tell people that it's not hard all the time, and uh, hands aren't hard. But I don't know, like hands holding things is hard. <laughs> is that where? It, uh, just uh, hands holding guns is hard for me for some reason. I uh, especially when the gun's like pointed at the reader, the foreshortening and stuff. It's, Josh it's, is now
0: combing through uh, to find a, a gun I'm in hand. <laughs> a, a hand where oh, just it's, murder. It's a pretty good gun in hand just there, man. Murder. That's a,
1: that's pretty good. And you draw some there's some the guns in here are like they're guns but they're not like guns we know. So like what do you use for reference on something like that? Do you like buy a Nerf gun and, and like take pictures of yourself holding it and then and then do it or I've seen like who does that? Is it um Paulo Rivera I think always puts up like oh yeah uh, like a random shot of himself as a reference oh, really? shot. So he does yeah, like yeah. bizarro reference shots oh, of himself. Oh everybody does that. Do you yeah. Just, yeah, it's like I've a got folder a on those. your computer of like yeah. weird reference uh, shots. How you don't open that folder? No! <laughs> yeah,
2: I, a couple of years ago, I think, on my DeviantArt page, I put up a collage I did of like 100 different reference <laughs> photos. Oh, I still do that all the time, though. Um, I don't know anybody that doesn't. I think, who was it? Tony Harris, I think, does the same thing. I saw a picture of his studio. He's got a bunch of fucking replica guns uh-huh, and stuff. That's and, cool. Yeah. Yeah, if I had the money, I'd be
1: buying up that stuff. Your house would be full of replica guns. Yeah, well, I was looking (laughs) on
2: uh, eBay the other week for uh, dude. This is Arizona. You should be able. This is you should be able to find guns at. Sure, sure. walk down the street and pick one up. Probably (laughs) there's one laying around right next to the liquor shop. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Have you been doing the Have you been doing the cons at
1: all? Have you been sketching at cons? I saw. I saw you're at uh, you're at Phoenix Comic Con coming up. Yeah, I'm Doing
2: Phoenix. This will be like my sixth year there. Something like that. Um, I'm doing Phoenix. Are you doing
0: I'm signing doing... or signing and sketching or? Um,
2: yeah. Yeah. All just, of those to, things. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a table there.
1: I think um, last year at Phoenix is when I had you do an Ant-Man for me hmm. and then I found out like you lived in my neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, Hey, that, that guy lives in my neighborhood. I remember that Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: doesn't <remember laughs> You um, don't remember my Ant-Man. It was a, it was a good Ant-Man. It was a good Ant-Man. <laughs> And so, like, when someone, when you're doing sketches at a con, like, what's the worst thing someone (laughs) could say to you, Batman? I was going to say Ant Man was
1: probably pretty terrible. No, no.
2: Batman's not so bad. You get. Do you know what a theme sketchbook is? Have you seen any of these things? Uh, A lot of fans have. They they bring their own sketchbook. So they'll have, like, I want me and Electra and a hot tub, but it's by. You know he has Adam Hughes do it, <laughs> right? 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 You know, right? Todd Knock do it. Dude, you were trying. You were trying to think of what to do. There yeah, you go, I,
0: I, I wanted. I, I love Hellboy. I love like aesthetically. I love like, the look of it. I think a lot. Of, I think it's one that artists kind of can.
1: It's I hard not that, to put your stamp on. That's because know, Magnola's like, art is so like it, you, it's. It's like you either yeah. rip him off directly no. or you do your own thing. Right, But I don't want to put him in a book. I want to like if I want to do him, I want to like a have wall of yeah. Hellboy. Yeah. You got one, dude. So I got one. I got that, one
0: Hellboy. At Phoenix. See, I'm, I'm coming to him. I'm <laughs> going to have who? my shekels in my hand. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to give you a Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Hellboy by? <laughs> um, who did it? Um, um, uh, Nunez. What's,
1: what's his first his name? N- what's his name? Freddie? Freddie Nunez. Yeah. 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 Freddie Nunez.
0: Yeah. So
1: we were, uh, yeah, we were yeah, trolling. A tough one. It is. He's a tough he one to really great He did it really
0: great because he did it like chalk almost like for oh, the yeah. shading well, you of
2: I think if you're gonna do it, you have to do something like that, yeah. or it's just so far in the other direction. Yeah, yeah. it was really cool. So. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, and, and like, I got like I got, I got an itch for. It. I'm like, oh, I want, I want like more sketches from like artists. So I'm like at the point, I'm like, I'm 31, I'm not married, I don't have any kids. This shit's
1: going on the walls. There you, and go. you can <laughs> suck it, mom. <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> I Do what I want. Um, so let's see what other what other kind of like you're living my dream questions do I have for you. (laughs) Uh, How do you, so we talked about what people, what what do you have to tell people when you talk about people? Um, How many, like what are your, what are your, we're talking about cons, you go to cons, what's your weirdest con story? What's your your weirdest con story? And so since this is your first, since this is like your big book, right, you haven't hit like, they haven't dragged you to anything giant yet, have they?
2: No, I I don't think, Unless you're Snyder or something, I don't think Image flies you out anywhere. Um, they're they're just like a printer, basically. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. Not a they're they're not a publisher like the big yeah, two. The they're rumors. not. Yeah. They're Is not there
1: like, any part of you going like, man, I got to get to WonderCon, or uh, I got to? I, I
2: would love to get out to WonderCon. I would love to get out to Emerald and do Heroes and uh, not San Diego.
1: That's cool too.
2: Sandy Diego's crazy. Just, <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, it, just being an attendee is overwhelming. But then having the expense of going out there and having a table and paying for product and all that stuff. To just be lost in the madness. To
1: maybe, to maybe sell some.
2: Oh, no way. No way. <laughs> um, yeah, I would love to get to more shows. Uh, maybe that's the stock answer. I'm not... In- Incredibly sociable, so maybe I won't do more shows.
1: <laughs> you did really well on the podcast. Nah, yeah, we're, we're got you opening up everywhere, Scott. Uh, so, what's your so? Can you, uh, you talk about weird? Yeah, weird, con weird con story. Um, weird con story. Or I guess, know, what's the weirdest thing? So, did someone really ask you to draw Electra in them in a hot tub? Or what's your weirdest thing? Someone's asked you to draw. Uh,
2: I've had those stupid theme sketchbooks thrown at me, and I've done them. I don't remember what they were now. I had one guy ask for Green Lantern as a kid getting on a school bus. I had uh
1: Travis loves Green Lantern. That's his favorite character is Green Lantern. <laughs> Back when I started doing
2: Phoenix, there was a very nice young man who would come up and he had a binder full of all of his own anime characters. Mm-hmm. And they weren't visually, you know, impressive they weren't there there was nothing to these people they were just girls with big eyes and hoodies and shit but he would stand there and he would pay me to draw all of them one after the other after the other and while i stood well i sat there doing it. he would stand there and tell me all about them the name and how he came up with them
0: yeah so like a bit of like autism or asberg or something
2: yeah incredibly nice kid but uh that and that was that was not fun.
1: But you got paid though, right? Yeah that
2: that's when I was. <laughs> He's it like, taking the kids' money. <laughs> yes, and yeah, that <laughs> was back in the beginning when I was a noob and uh, an idiot, and I was doing like uh, I was doing little five dollar sketches. So he would just come up and I think I did
1: thirty of them maybe at one show.
0: I'm going to ask for oh, Batman riding a horse pointing a gun at someone.
1: Oh, that's great. That's great. And if you pay him, he has to do it. He has to. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> They're not prostitutes. Ah. Although I
0: con, you might feel like a prostitute mm-hmm. if you're an artist. I would be just like security. He-, <laughs> <laughs> he touched a little kid. Oh, okay. Okay. you're okay. out of here, buddy. You're out of here. Well, I, I listen, I I've already been warned about that. You can't go throwing that on us.
1: Um, so I think I think we're about ready to ready to wrap up Scott thanks for coming on the show uh, if you haven't picked up Copperhead this is my plea to you again that you should pick up this book it's fantastic uh, it was a really great read I'm really excited to see where it's gonna go uh, like I said it is on my pull list after this trade and it comes out it came out this week so at this point I've already read it and I've already been like yes because now maybe I know a little more than I know uh, maybe some mysteries have been. Well, I guess not in one issue but like they'll been brought a little more forward uh, on this one.
0: Well there's so much world. There's so much world yeah. to explore, man. There's there's it, and that's the kind of the really
1: cool thing about it. This is like a and that's nice... just one
0: planet. I mean, who knows? It could go off planet. I yeah. don't know, man. Jasper off, could, you could be call it
1: Copperhead. It. Yeah, oh, that's true. But it always comes back.
0: Yeah, maybe to Copperhead. <laughs> it's it lives in here. The heart. <laughs> in
1: here um so thanks for tuning in to uh the comic exposure podcast remember you can find us on the web at uh, www.comicexposure.com on the twitter at comic exposure on the facebook facebook.com slash comic exposure we are everywhere i'd like to thank scott for coming on the show again uh it was a pleasure no thanks for having uh, me anything you want to say to your adoring public
2: I love you guys very, very much. Thank you for making my dream come true. Oh man, Uh, that
1: that gets me right here. That gets me in the feels. (laughs) (laughs) So next week will be a in-between trade episode. Who knows what the hell we're going to talk about? Maybe we'll have gone to some other movie thing by that point, and yeah. we'll we we'll, who knows. I am going to stir
0: up my life. I am going to make something. Going to make so something happen. Talk about, uh,
1: but after that, our next trade is the Fade Out, another image book because I'm about this one. They're doing a bunch of great stuff, so we're going to read the Fade Out by uh, Brew and Phillips on uh, the next podcast. Who's the guest on that one?
0: Uh, Mark Poland.
1: Not an artist, not anybody special. So. But
0: he's uh, uh, <laughs> a, uh, a drama and film teacher, and this is a nineteen um, uh, forties uh, Hollywood murder mystery.
1: Yeah, so we're going from an outer space western
0: to Tinseltown. to
1: Tinseltown. Man, we're all over the place on this yeah, show. I like it. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next trade.